In our latest episode on how we solve, we chat with John Cristani to find out how he is able to run a business without any employees as the founder of the Super Affiliate System. Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, it's GQ here. Thanks for joining us on the How We Solve podcast. Today, I have with me John Cristani, the founder of the Super Affiliate System, a blueprint that helps you start your home-based affiliate marketing business. So welcome, John. Glad to have you here. Happy to be here. So tell us, what problem are we solving today? The problem we're solving today is basically, I'm bad at management and how to run a business working with agencies for everything. I've been continuously making a promise that I'm not going to hire any employees since 2017 while continually doubling the business. To give listeners a really good idea of the super affiliate system, uh, could you share with us a little bit more about uh, the the business that you're running right now? Sure. So uh, I run a training company or an education company, whatever you want to call it, where I train people who are looking for ways to work at home. I teach them how to do a business model called affiliate marketing, which is basically commission-only marketing for companies. I'm I'm sure listeners are pretty interested to figure out, what's the backstory behind the super affiliate system? So back in, uh, all the way back in college, going back to 2009, I was kind of bored because I just was doing all this work but not making any money. I was kind of like, okay, it's interesting learning how to you know, color theory and how to put up a Nike ad, but I didn't know if I was ever going to get a position in a big ad agency. So I just started doing marketing, figuring out ways to do marketing on my own and make money. And I found it was really difficult. And it took me about four years to actually crack uh, this particular business model, which is a roughly $68 billion market, I believe, um, as of last year. So I started getting into that business model, started making a lot of money, made millions of dollars, started traveling the world in my young mid-20s. And in 2017, or to end of 2016, I started training people on how to do this themselves, just kind of another source of income. And I found that knowledge around how to be a commission-only marketer, which is essentially the same as you know, commission-only salesperson back in the day, you know, door-to-door salesperson. I call us door-to-door salespeople of the internet because many of the products we're selling are things that people don't necessarily need, but they provide a solution and they want. Mm -hmm. So I started training people and and since 2017, we've doubled in a business every year. I think 2017, we did uh, 1.5 million. 2018, we did 3 million. 2019, we did about 7 million. And we are trying to double the business every single year. And every single year, I make myself a promise because I know my weaknesses. I'm bad at management. I make myself a promise that I'm not going to hire any employees and run the company completely virtually. And so far, we've been able to do that and we'll be doing it this year to 2020 as well. Hence, 
it was very clear, don't hire employees, don't have an office operation, run the company virtually, and we would be able to grow faster. I'm totally behind that, like, you know, running your business completely remote, because as you know, we also run our business completely remote. Everyone's just coming in from everywhere. And I think not only do you get a good mix of people uh, that you wouldn't otherwise get if you were to hire locally, and also at the same time, you're getting people who can cover multiple time zones. I mean, another thing that I realized is we kind of straddle the tech space. And in the tech space, we have so much you know, because we're doing using the internet and technology and software, we just have a business model that opens itself up to very high margins. And given those high margins and given the high output of each person, basically I realized that I don't need to nickel and dime on employees. If I run a good business, I should be able to afford to pay the additional fee to agencies to keep people hiring and to keep people filled in roles. So I really had decided, the first decision was, I don't need to worry about hiring individual contractors as much as I can really rely on hiring agencies, uh, which is, I believe, one of the most revolutionary new business models of the last 50 years, working with agencies for everything. We've taken a lot of time and care to find good agencies rather than employees. And that's allowed us to be a lot more scalable overall. And I think that that definitely does make sense. And leads to the main part of this as well. That is the yeah. solution to this, right? So I'm sure you, know, you, you have a lot to share. And if today I would want to start a business as well, where you know, we didn't have any employees, how would we go about this? And what was your kind of like your experience and tips around that? You run a totally virtual company too. So, <laughs> and you have way more people working under you than me. So uh, I'll give you mine. So you said, what are the steps to doing it? Yeah, that's correct. I treat it just like I would be hiring an employee when I hire an agency. I do, I do a lot of interviews. I have very specific criteria that has taken me a little bit of time to formulate. But I've, I've found that there are a lot of agencies nowadays as well, which is great, which gives me a, which gives me a talent pool to choose from in terms of not you know, looking at agencies as talent. Now, the criteria that I formulated were a fewfold. First off, my industry is considered the business opportunity industry. So I'm only looking to work with agencies who have experience, in, in particular marketing, because our company is a marketing company. So I'm gonna kind of focus this conversation around hiring marketing agencies. But that being said, for every single role involving agencies, I'm talking about software, support, sales, everything. I use these basic criteria. One is they have to have experience working in the business opportunity industry. Number two is they have to be have worked with or be working with one of my competitors who is at least twice as large as me or at least bigger. The third criteria is that they have to be able to host our landing pages for us and be able to modify and work with those landing pages because we really view the importance of a funnel. Next criteria is that their fees need to be under $5,000 a month with no longer than a three-month commitment to start. 
Yeah, I think that does make sense, the commitment part of it, because we're seeing a lot of uh, agencies move towards a more of a performance-based kind of setup. And I think that that is always helpful because, you know, uh, we have heard people give comments if you're working with um, agencies or companies where they lock you in in a one-year contract, for example, and then, uh, they might gradually fall off after a few months. So the yeah. performance might dip as a result. Yeah, so that's something I noticed uh, really early on with uh, agencies is that marketing agencies in particular, they'll do a lot of work for a few months. The general status quo is they'll do a lot of work for the first few months. They'll get you some results. They'll get you some gains. And maybe they'll do some extra added value work on you know funnels or landing pages or sequences, integrations, etc. And then they'll kind of let it ride because of that but i'm running a business that where i can't just have a good burst of energy in three months and then let it ride i'm trying to double every single year i need every single month to be have a level of urgency associated with it so what i've been doing is i'll go through i'll hire three new agencies every month or every quarter and then i will see how they perform and i'll fire all of them or i'll fire two of them and hire a new batch three months down the line. So I'm constantly on the lookout for new agencies. And I've really formulated my conference schedule, the masterminds I attend, and every really a large part of my life around kind of the recruitment of talented agencies. And I go about my business with the assumption that I'm going to be turning I'm going to be turning over agencies and trying out new ones all the time. And, and how do you go about finding these agencies? So you've mentioned about the kind of like the criteria, uh, you know, of how how you go about with your selection. I think that's very very helpful. Are there any tools or any sites that you work with, or maybe even referrals that you that you work with? It's been a fewfold. I'd say one is uh, just networking with my um, competitors, so to speak, or other other people in my market. Another one is conferences, and a third leg is masterminds. And of the three, I actually prefer number number three the most. So those, those have been the three ways I've been finding agencies. And when I'm in a mastermind setting, I can really interrogate. I found it's a very good kind of fluid business environment with a lot of marketing masterminds in the sense of you get a lot of in the business opportunity industry, there's groups of people that get together. And I found that the marketing agencies that place them, they know that that pay whatever amount of money to attend a mastermind, let's say it's on webinars, or let's say it's on funnels or Google advertising, whatever the mastermind's about, I find that the agencies are more motivated because instead of just being some sort of referral out of the blue, there's some sort of sense of community within a mastermind. Maybe you know you'll see them every year, but there's that social glue that really holds people responsible because I believe that people have more impetus to fall off, you know, being gung ho about their marketing if they know that they're never going to see you ever again. And mm -hmm. there's something about that in person connection and that social web that holds people more responsible for their work. <laughs> That's a very interesting perspective, yeah. So with regards to that, like, do you think that there's anything else that our listeners could 
possibly pay attention to when they're, you know, when they're, when they're getting out, going out there to find, you know, contractors or agencies to work with either kickstart your business or to grow their business, like two X or like doubling it every year as you're doing it right now. I came into business with the belief that I needed employees for many roles and I needed individual contractors and that I needed to go find them. Now, where this got flipped was I realized that that is totally false. Really? that anybody can play to their strengths. Any part of the business that you don't want to do, you can not only find an agency for that position, but you can have, it can be an essential part of your business that you don't want to do. You can find an agency that can scale employees in that side of your business. So essentially, you don't have to worry about hiring the right person. You don't have to worry about hiring the right manager. You, can, you don't have any of that stuff you can get out. I have a bookkeeping agency. I have a software development agency. I have a sales agency. I have a, you know, I'm working with you guys as my support agency and your guys are doing fantastic, by the way. And for the viewers, I'm just going to give a quick side note. Last year, I was spending twenty dollars to $25,000 on support, on a support manager and all of our employees in that. I was able this this year in the last four months I've been working with GQ. I've been able to reduce that support bill from twenty twenty five thousand a month to ten thousand a month total, and support is now a revenue driver for me. And my support is actually making more than ten thousand dollars in new sales for my company. Didn't mean to go on a crazy ad for you, but just saying. <laughs> big fan of how you run your organization as well and you know handling the the recruitment the management and the scaling of activities it's exactly what i look for when i'm hiring agencies <laughs> oh, well, i'm super happy that we're able to provide that much value to, uh, you know to to you as well in the business so you know <laughs> it's a huge monkey off my back yeah but i guess just to summarize once again Play to your strengths. You don't need to play to your weaknesses anymore. Anything that's a strength, play to it. You will scale your business a lot faster. And we've, we've found that. And I'm just a one-person company, yet we've been growing very fast and we continue to do so and easily. And you know what? We should have this conversation in a year from now and then we can go over and see how much you've crushed it next year. I think it's going to be super awesome for sure. When you were talking about that as well, uh, in terms of watching videos about entrepreneurs, what are, if there's like a book or like some videos um, that you would recommend other entrepreneurs to check out, what, what would that be? Those that aren't entrepreneurs yet, and even I guess for those who are, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco is a book I highly recommend. Great book, really teaches the mindset of starting a business, using leverage, putting yourself in the best position to win. I'm a big believer in leverage points, looking at where are your leverage points in your business and playing to those. The second thing is I am an avid watcher of interviews with very successful people on YouTube. Many of these videos don't have any views. I have a big fan. There's there's two particular interviews that I think are uh, or one interview and one one uh, documentary that I believe are very powerful. One uh, the documentary I believe everybody should watch is the PBS documentary, The Rise and Reign of Jeff Bezos. 
it kind of goes over some of the negative aspects of Amazon as well. But I think the biggest takeaway is understanding Amazon's customer obsession and mm-hmm, how at yes. every step of the way they focus on what's going to make it better for the customer, which in Amazon's case is lower prices and faster shipping. And the insane lengths, the insane developments that they've done to support those goals and those needs of or desires of the customer. I know that you're crazily busy and we were just talking about how you've kind of taken stuff out of your life just to be able to better focus on you know on, on, on your on your business, to better focus on your personal life as well. Obviously, is there like a personal mission statement of yours that you live by that helps you get, you know, that helps drive you every single day to, you know, and, and you mentioned I think one of it was to run a business without any employees. <laughs> I yeah. guess kind of kind of that kind of rings true. But you know, is there like a personal mission statement of yours that you have that you that you drive with? I guess it would be think big. I personally believe every thought we have, whether it's any thought we have, such as let's say we see a dog on the side of the street and say, oh, there should, you know, somebody should take this dog to the shelter or I should take this dog to the shelter. I believe everything is the seed of a much bigger idea. So for instance, in that case, you know, maybe you could be a government contractor that picks up abandoned animals. Or maybe even bigger is you can create a company that matches a you know web service that matches abandoned animals with families. Or even yeah. bigger, you could create a service that not only provides abandoned animals to families, but it works with senior living facilities to have therapy animals come in and help our seniors that are suffering from loneliness and depression. And now you're talking about getting into health insurance and all this stuff. So we're talking multi-billions dollar business there. I believe everything has a seed that is actually much bigger. And I encourage people to uh, you know, think, what is the grand vision there? Not, not saying you should desire to be a billionaire, but you should desire to make an impact in any thought we have, any positive thought we have to help somebody. There's a way you can extrapolate that to affect millions of people. And why not affect millions of people in our short times on earth than just affect a few people? So think big, think bigger. Think big. I love that. I really like your uh, business, by the way. I personally think that the next trillion dollar business actually might be in the human resources and management area because I believe the systems for how people, just how how humans decide their job and how they decide their skills and like who they work for. I feel like it's such a faulty system. It's kind of like you go to college, you kind of like throw a dart, you figure out what major you like, you know, you go to school for two years or four years. Then you do this like super clunky process where you fill out a resume and you submit it and and it's, it's a PDF file. It's not integrated with anything. There's no verifying anything. You know, like you'd, you'd think there'd be like APIs with the credentials of the universities and like previous employees. I don't know. I just figure there'd be some sort of like verification level. Even mm-hmm. LinkedIn doesn't like there's no verification of if you actually worked for a company or no like. There's no company that says, oh, okay, you know, if somebody says they work, I have like 10,000 people saying they work for me, but they're just (laughs) affiliates. I'm like, what is this? Like, shouldn't there be some like approval button? Like, yes, this person actually worked for me. 
I mean, in my mind, there should be there should be a system where it's kind of like these are the types of jobs you can get right now. Here are the skills you can be learning to make yourself more valuable. Here's how much extra money you would be making if you got those sorts of jobs. Like, you know, just just kind of helping people out. Like a lot of people, I just say, should learn programming. Like people don't even know where there's job deficiencies or not. Mm -hmm. I just there should be a very easy dashboard which just says, hey, the best use of your time would actually not be working a job. It would be learning swift programming because these companies are hiring in your area and you'll be making $100,000 a year. It seems like such a clunky market. That's actually a really, really interesting point that you brought up. I, I was uh, chatting with, uh, I think it was, I can't remember, like a while ago I was chatting with someone um, and they're, they're, they actually brought up something like that before. They're just uh, wanting to figure out how they can actually improve the whole recruitment process in fact, as, as a part of that. So that, that is very interesting that you brought this up. Plenty of opportunities to get that sorted out. But I know we talked about this a little bit before when we were talking about social media and stuff. So if people wanted to reach out to you to find out more, uh, maybe get some advice, what's the best channel that they can contact you at? I make myself really hard uh, to reach. <laughs> um, I would say contact support at johncristani.com or john at johncristani.com. I get about two to 3,000 messages a day. But the ones that are important for me, they will get through. So if you have something that you want to do business with me, I'd contact them and they will filter it down to me and give me a summary. The other way is just comment on my YouTube channel. I read all my comments. It's really the one social media I, I use. You know, comment on my YouTube videos. But other than that, email. All right. So I think that about wraps it up for this episode. So John, it's been a pleasure having you on this podcast interview. It was really, really fun chatting with you. Thanks for having me on. Always excited to talk about this stuff. I'm constantly thinking about it. And uh, it's always great to talk to you. I mean, we, we do a lot of, I think we're of similar mindsets and uh, similar growth. So yeah, happy to be on. <laughs> All right, super cool. Well, thanks for tuning in and subscribing to the How We Solve podcast. Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.